What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wildlands. I'm Matt. And I'm David. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about... ATVs, the outdoor workhorse, as well as... Lodges versus tent cities, choosing the accommodations that best fit you. Also, stay tuned near the end of the episode, as we'll give you the insight on the product of the day. So let's jump right into it. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to let you start on this one. All right, so topic one is ATVs, the outdoor workhorse. I mean... I've had my fair share of working with ATVs with my father's uh, outfitting business. I mean, we started out with the good old quad, you know, the 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 start off point for most people, you know. The three wheeler or the quad? I actually, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the three wheeler. <laughs> I mean, I remember the big red, the big red two hundred, man. Yep. And I mean, I remember hauling out bears with my father, sitting on the on the front wheel rack to make sure the weight would stay on to not lift up. Yeah. So yeah, actually, I remember that. Yep. I survived that era. <laughs> we survived the three wheeler. I mean, <laughs> barely. Yeah. But we survived. Yeah. And then it evolved to the four wheeler. Yep. Then it evolved to the side by side, and it also for us evolved to uh, the Argo amphibious vehicle. Yeah. So I mean. I'm lucky enough to say that I've I've seen, you know, most of what you can actually get out there, and I've actually already driven a mud ox. If you have never seen what a mud ox is, no, nope. it's like an Argo on steroids. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I've driven in one. I've never owned one. Yeah. But well, look into them. <laughs> look they, into them. Oh yeah, definitely. So to get back to topic, uh, ATVs, the outdoor workhorse. I mean, they've simplified everybody's life oh yeah i mean oh yeah not don't get me wrong i've pulled out my fair share of animals uh after harvesting you know but i've also used the atvs yeah this being said i mean i know you've your parents have one yep they do they have a side by side right uh we used to have a four by four before we had 104 tracks for 350 okay uh then after that now we have the uh polaris rzr rzr yeah uh, 950 which is like that version of it is is mostly a trail rider in my opinion oh i I don't see myself going hunting with that thing no 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 no. you know no no well i mean it does have the cabin in the back oh i mean the extension in the back and, and all that but in my opinion, it is just so noisy. As yeah. A, as a, you know. Very popular. You see a lot of them on the trails. Extremely popular. Yeah. Uh, even during hunting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to me, not necessarily. It's a grouse like, hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> no sneakiness required. Exactly. You know. Uh, personally, right now, uh, I have went from, I've had my fair share of ATVs. I had, uh, well, my father had a good old Honda Foreman 400 which yep. I still regret that he sold because I love that thing. <laughs> then I bought myself a Yamaha Grizzly. Yep. And now with the family and everything, I had to get rid of the Grizzly and I have myself a new uh, Yamaha Wolverine X4 side-by-side, which is a four-seater side-by-side. Yeah. I've hunted in it. You know, I've used it to uh, to grouse hunt mostly right now. Okay. But I mean, you know, hopefully we get a moose license and we get to haul something else with that. <laughs> Soon enough. We'll know soon we'll enough. We'll know soon enough. <laughs> also, no, well, actually, when this comes out, we'll already know. Yeah. So let's... We're recording now. We're going to know soon enough. But when this comes out, we will already know. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway. So our anticipation and, might it might exceed its its peaking point. Yeah. Wait, then, till, wait till you hear us next episode. Exactly. <laughs> we might be really excited. Yeah. 
And also my father has uh, acquired a few years back, and I mean, this was the game changer, an Argo. Okay. If, if anybody knows what an Argo is, it's a six or eight wheeled amphibious vehicle. Yes. Awesome for our terrain. You know, like we have everything from gravel to swamp yep. to clear cuts, wood choppings, uh, you know, goes through anything flat bottom, floats like a boat. Mm-hmm. We have a motor mount on the back for a, an outboard motor. Yep. We have a cabin on it. We have tracks for it, like especially here in the winter. Very useful. That's the only thing that we actually, because we've never had a snowmobile. Because yep. personally, I, I can't stand them because you get stuck with them all the time. I, you know, I've, I've never actually used one. Oh, no. we I shouldn't say we never had one. We had them before. Yeah. And once we discovered an Argo, that was, it was, that was the past. It was gone. You know, it's like we just l- went light years ahead. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, in my opinion, any hunter or fisherman, not any, a lot, probably do own either an ATV side-by-side, an Argo, yeah. you know, this kind of vehicle in our day and age. Um, not necessary to enjoy the outdoors. Plus, I still I still like to go hunting without them. Yeah. But after the hunting is done, it makes life so much easier. Yeah. Winches and, you know. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That deal. Yeah. Uh, but no, what's what's your take on that? Like, uh, as, as in, you know. Well, when it comes down to really... Like like we were saying earlier on and, and everything like that, like it, it comes down to the utility of the vehicle in in convenience, the convenience of yeah. it. Absolutely. But I, I also feel that it comes down to like, is it for pleasure or is it for work? Uh, there's a lot of vehicles out there, ATVs and different things like that. Like when we're talking about, you know, the outdoors work and the outdoor workhorse, <clears throat> sorry. We're not just looking at, let's say, the ATV or different things like that that you will use to haul, you know, cords of wood or a moose out of the trails or different yeah. things like that. You also have the, you know, the variety of ATVs that, that I mean, every regular Joe and Jane use for uh, just like the Polaris. And, uh, yeah, you know, exactly. And it, I mean, the even mine, like the Yamaha Wolverine X4, I mean... I bring but, my three-year-old, my six-year-old in there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. But I mean, like the the possibilities with yours versus the possibilities with the other one. Yeah, of course. There's a lot more coverage of you know that you yeah. can do with it. Mine is an all-around. Exactly. Because I can work with it. Exactly. I can hunt with it. I can take a leisurely drive with it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's what I mean by like, you know, it depends what you what your preferences preferences are and what you choose that you want to have and different yeah. things like that but each one can be used as a workhorse but to an extent yeah exactly. some of them more than others and and to be honest with you personally i prefer prefer the atv to the side by side uh yeah I, yeah like if i could if i would not have kids yeah. i would never have got rid of my my atv my actual yamaha grizzly yeah uh, my wife prefers it as well uh, just because you you get that feeling that you're not in a Jeep. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? You yeah. do get that, that little bit of a more outdoorsy feel. Yeah. I like the side-by-side side for the fact that I have a roof over my head and a windshield in front of me. Yeah. Especially here in the fall, you know, October, November, it gets cold, it gets snow and rain, and, you know, I like that. Yeah. Uh, 
I will admit that there's no place that I've ever went with my ATV that has stopped me from going with my side by side. I mean, I fill that thing in with water up to the seats. Yeah. I mean, I I still went in wherever I want to go with my side by side. So yeah, All right. you know, I use and test them and 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 push them probably to their limits more than. Then you Beaver probably... ponds don't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know, it, those are all things again. And then the amphibian side, obviously, I've never actually. Yeah, that. Nor have I experienced it, but nor have I, you know, yeah. used any. I have not used any, nor have I experienced. But those are things that you know I I see quite often used and and yep. and especially used. A lot of people use them for duck hunting. Yep, that's one thing that people really look into is for duck hunting yeah they like that they, well they, they get you where you got to go while exactly. staying dry exactly and uh, i can completely understand that and that's something that i'd like to to get into um but when it comes down to say atvs and whatnot i think myself my most of my life the atvs that I, and, and side by sides that i've seen or used have all been mostly just for pleasure okay uh not necessarily for they weren't equipped for work in a certain sense, I wouldn't put a Ketsamo yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, 400 yeah. EX on, you know. Yeah. Like I had wood. a Banshee, I had a Banshee as well. Like yeah. we're not going to even talk about them. Exactly. They're, they're in a category for just fun. Yeah. Not, not strapping a trailer behind it. No. Right. So, you know, those are, those are all variables that, that you have to consider into the, especially into the category. Yep. Um, but apart from that, I, I mean, I've had no, no issues really with a different well no that's not true i would say that the only issues that i've had between an atv and a, and a side-by-side out of the two that i've used most commonly um i do find the maneuverability on a atv is higher oh, than the maneuverability the... of a side-by-side exactly and i do find that the accessibility in terms of trailways are high because for an ATV versus a side-by-side, because sometimes trails will be too narrow and an ATV will go through it. Yep. But the side-by-side, you'll be hooking your mirrors. Me, it wasn't the it wasn't the width. It was actually that roll cage on there. I've okay. seen myself snagging the oh, roll yeah? cage, like going, let's say, I mean, a tree will grow straight, right? Yeah. So let's say if you're running on an embankment at all, at any angle. Yeah. You know, an ATV will pass, no problem. Yet. When you tilt that side by side to the side, your roll cage ends Follows up the rest of the, you know, ends up, you know, pinning up against a tree, yeah. and being very problematic. That's where I find the disadvantage of an a side by side to an ATV. Yeah. Obviously, when we're talking about pulling out, you know, um, big game moose, you know, I'm yeah. gonna go specifically with moose because I mean a, a bear it's and the a, heaviest game we have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being said. That extra weight as the side-by-side yeah. proves to be, you know, magical. Yeah. My father a has a... point in time. Yeah. My father has the John Deere Gator. Now, this is an actual workhorse of, an eight, of a side-by-side. Yeah. When you hear John Deere, I mean, you think of tractors, you think <laughs> yeah. of farming equipment, yeah, right? It, yeah, it's the, so the Cadillac thing, of them. Yeah, it's not made for speed. It's not made for nothing. It's made to work. And I yeah. mean, I've seen that thing pull out big moose okay and i mean just going at it where i know an atv could have done it but again i've seen myself two or three guys sitting on the front rack of an atv 
pulling out a moose with the two front wheels not even touching the ground you know like <laughs> yeah. dangerous situations where the yeah. where the side by side changes that game oh yeah and again i've also seen uh i've seen us go down I, i'll show you this moose spot one day when we go up river i mean i've seen us sh- harvest a moose down in the pond and when i mean down i mean down in a hole okay drove down there with the argle my dad has an eight-wheeled argle yep drove down hooked it up to the moose drove it across the pond no problem but when we got to that hill i had my grizzly back then and i tied the argle at the bottom of the hill eight wheel eight wheel drive argle spinning on all eight wheels pulling a moose up the hill with me with the winch pulling in the winch and reversing at the same time pulling that thing up the hill yeah yeah and i mean that atv pulled an argo and a moose up a hill yeah while reversing oh yeah so i mean you know you don't necessarily need the weight but if i'd had my side by side then i'd had even better yeah you wouldn't have had the well not the trouble but it would not have been so sketchy yeah exactly you know no, for sure, and and there's like we when we say workhorse too, we talk about the the utility that people put them through, not just hunting. No, but then exactly. You have like everyday use of an item, yep. like around the house, different things like that. When it comes to pulling cords of wood, when it comes to uh, bringing out, you know, different different items and yeah. stuff like that, and anything heavy, even. Even using it for towing, you know, like well, uh, you can hook up a mini boat onto the back of that and, yep. and bring it out, you know, wherever you need to go. And like the John Deere Gator, like my father has some yep. models. I don't know. No, the RZR doesn't have it. I don't believe what? mine doesn't have it either. But the uh, John Deere Gator has a nice hydraulic dump box on it. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, you can oh, actually yeah. like it's like I said, John Deere. It's made for working around a yep. farm around, you know. Absolutely. Uh so for my father, for actually uh, bear hunting, bear baiting, whatnot, you know, yeah. we do haul around a lot of uh, a lot of products back there, and the dump box. Like I mean, I've seen us put. We use peanut butter for bait. Mm-hmm. Forty-five gallon drum full of peanut butter. Okay. Can you imagine the weight of that thing? Yeah. So we put it in the dump box. We get it to where we got to go. Yeah. Open the dump box. Put two like two by tens down. Yeah. Start dumping it and just leave the peanut butter roll right over there. <laughs> so I mean, great to have. Where does but he get that it's, much it's, peanut butter? It's actually, <laughs> it's actually the peanut butter factory, which is about four or five hours away from here. Okay. That has uh, contaminated peanut butter. Oh. Either the the forty five gallon drum had a leak in the seal. Okay. Or or a damage in the seal, or once the process goes through, they're like, oh, that batch is contaminated. Yeah. So we end up getting big jugs of peanut butter. Of peanut butter. Oh, well, that's actually something that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry about that if you heard that. <laughs> not COVID. <laughs> no, not and definitely not. <laughs> but uh, no, absolutely. That's actually pretty cool yeah. and, and yeah. to know and, and different things like that. And no, and unfortunately, the... The side by side my parents have, they didn't. It doesn't. They don't have, have dumb box. They, they mine either. They don't have that, but they do have, you know, like that that an little, area, that little area that's in the back there that, that acts like a tailgate, and yep. I find that's very useful. Oh, definitely. Um, it's a two seater, yours, right? Yeah, it's Your a two seater, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because the, they do make the RZR as a four seater, but a I find it huge. 
Uh, elongated, yes. Yeah. Um, I've we've passed a few. Uh, I've passed a few as well, and yeah. I find it's the same thing. Uh, the only like another part of the downside that I find is is the noise. Yeah, I know the RZR is renowned for noise. It it's just like it. <laughs> Like, think of a scooter. You know how a scooter doesn't have gears? Yeah. And when you rev up a scooter, it gets all the way. And yeah. Then, no matter how fast you're going, once it peaks at that sound, it's that same sound. Yep. I feel it's the same thing with the yep. side-by-side. You're right. It's like, you step on the gas, you're not going nowhere. You step on the gas more, you're not going nowhere. All of a sudden, you step on the gas a lot. But then the, the RPM, like the motor is just like... Shoots up. Shoots up there. And you're pretty much screaming down the whole road. Yeah. But you're only rolling like 10. <laughs> but see, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the RZR, uh, that's something you got to check. And, and it's weird because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this being odd. Yeah. I believe the RZR is a single cylinder engine, which makes a lot of noise. I find my dad's John Deere Gator, which is a three cylinder engine, Yeah. makes a lot of noise. Uh, maybe and my Yamaha uh, Wolverine is a twin, and it make like I mean I have my kids in the back seat in the, that side by side and I can be driving around, and they can talk to me and I can hear them clear as day. Yeah, see but in the RZR I've driven in a few and you got to scream to the guy next oh, to you. Oh yeah, you have to yell at him. I know. And then on top of that, if you're the unfortunate one that drives during the winter time and you have a full face uh, helmet on. Forget about even talking yeah, to the person beside you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just find that between that and a four wheeler and an ATV. Yeah, I found that ATVs were so much more quiet. I know. Like you, you had the silence. Yeah. You could hunt with it pretty much, oh, yeah. and you were fine. The, the ATV, I found getting up and over the seat. Yeah. In late season, when you're like layered up really big. Yeah. A little hard. Oh, that's yeah. why, that's why yeah, that's I prefer true. the I prefer the side by side for that. Yeah. Put it this way, I prefer the side by side for hunting. Yep. For comfort. Oh yeah. I prefer the longer ATV. distances. And... I prefer the ATV for hunting. Yeah. For noise. Yeah. I prefer the ATV to take a drive because I actually feel like I'm in the outdoors, not just in a smaller version of my. Of a vehicle. Expedition, you know yeah, yeah. I mean? It's not like you have a Jeep a Jeep yeah. Jimmy, you have like a, an ATV. Right? That's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. So, I, you know, they both have their place, in my opinion. Yeah. In, in the perfect world, I'd have both. Yeah. Which is not going to happen. <laughs> not now. Yeah. Unless this podcast pays a lot of money. <laughs> no. But that's not going to happen. Well, you uh, never you know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I have, uh, as you know, I have actually a good friend of mine, which is the Yamaha dealer here. With the Jesus, sorry, you, you almost fall off your chair. <laughs> the uh, owner of the Yamaha dealer here, uh, which I've been dealing with, even even before owning the ATVs, he was a good buddy of mine, and uh, you know I've tried everything from uh, different versions of the side by sides, different different ATVs, and everything. And I'm just talking about Yamaha because that's what I drive. Yeah. Uh, I've never I've I've driven the Polaris. Other than that, I have never been in any side by side. ATV wise, I've had Polaris, Honda, Yamaha. I've had you know Suzuki once. Yeah. I mean ATV wise, to me ATVs and ATV side by sides, you have to shop around for what you want. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I because think. I, I've seen, you know, it's actually one of the questions that, like the Honda side-by-sides, mm-hmm. but apparently they're quite expensive. They? They're, they're, well, they're reasonably priced. Okay. Because before Yamaha came out with a four-seater, Yamaha only came out with a four-seater, I believe it's in 2018. Okay. And I had been shopping for a four-seater since 2016 uh, when I had, uh, when we had our second child. Yeah. And Honda is the one I went to see because what I like with both Honda and Yamaha compared to uh, Polaris is that they're, they're, no, it's not that, is that their four-seater version is not elongated from their two-seater version because what they do is they compromise the box area. Okay. They put the seats in the box area. Yeah, yeah. So your ATV is the same size, which okay. is one thing that I was really looking for. Okay. The difference between the Honda, uh, I think it's the Pioneer, Honda Pioneer. Okay. The Honda Pioneer comes into like a 500 version, 500cc, 700cc, and 1,000. Okay. I think you can only get the four-seater in the uh, 7 or the 1,000. Okay. You can get a five-seater in the 1,000 also, I believe. What happens with them is their seats are actually fold down. So if you want to take it as a just a two-person side-by-side, you still have the whole box. Yeah. Okay. Yamaha, what they did, they did not go fold down. They went like slide forward. Okay. So in mine, I can flip up the seat bottom, lean it up against the front seats, and then slide the, the backrest up. I don't get a full box, but I get, you know, a good... The, the whole four foot wide and maybe about three feet long. Okay. And I think this was an improvement on the Honda side, uh, on the Yamaha side compared to the Honda, yep. because I've heard a lot of people that flip the, like fold the seats down and then you're putting like gravel and stuff in the back and it ends up getting in the mechanism that, that flipped the seats back yes, up yes, and yes. it just jams everything in. Yeah. So I think Yamaha has the advantage on that personally. Yeah. Uh, I've never, tried the honda one but from what i hear and what i've read i believe yamaha really has the advantage on it and i mean it's yeah, so simple they they really thought it through on that yeah one. i think they did yeah, i really absolutely. and and what i find nice is the if you do pull them forward the seat belts like the buckles the the latch yeah the latch has this little compartment that you put it in and it kind of protects it okay so it's it's you know it's it's great oh that's yeah no it's cool. pretty cool yeah for sure uh but let let's say like we talked a bit about the our ATVs of preference. So like let's say if earlier on you were saying what your preferences are for mm-hmm. ATV and side by side. Somebody said ATV side by side. You're going to choose that now. What would you choose? As as a per, as me right now, I'd like have, right right now, I'd so have to go side by side. You'd go side by side. Yeah, because the family aspect of it. Yeah me yet go atv that's it you're like yes i i like the side-by-side look yep. and I, I like the, the the versatility that it has and the mm-hmm. utility that it has but i still for some reason it's like i've always been that atv guy oh, like yeah. i've had it at heart that's where it's gonna stay trust me me too <laughs> you know, if i'm spending money it has to be to be able to bring everybody out yeah that's you know that's your advantage yeah well your advantage that's your disadvantage versus my advantage yeah <laughs> Yeah. In my in my current situation, in your current situation, but uh, nope, absolutely. Like for me, but yeah, ATV would be the way that I would always choose. Yep, uh, and I mean that is circumstantial. Yeah, definitely. So, that's that's by preference. Yeah, not by preference. Like circumstantial. Yeah. You're right. 
Exactly. Uh, if you're and put it this way, I'm lucky enough to have family that wants to be out. Yeah. Hunting. Yeah. I, you know, like, some people will still get an ATV even if they have family because the family does not want to join them on their hunting yeah. or fishing or they're like the only ones that go. lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. So in a way, I consider myself lucky in there as well. You know. Yeah. No, for sure. So you gotta look at it that way. Yeah. So with that, that being our topic one and, you know, our, our final conclusion and saying that pretty much we're, we're on two different spectrums, yep. but we both like the same stuff, but exactly. I mean, we're on two different spectrums of, of what we consider as being, you know, ideal, ideal for our exactly. current situation, which will apply to probably 50, 50 of you guys as well. Exactly. Uh, we'll jump into topic number two, Yeah. which is. Lodges versus ten cities. Exactly. You know, and what we mean by ten cities is not like these pop-up tents. Yeah. Let's let's put that straight now. Yeah. Or hippie camps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, by ten cities, I mean we've all seen prospectors. Well, no, maybe not all seen, but circus you know, carnies. No, not even. Oh, okay. Not no. We're not talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about like these gypsies. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good, nice try. Nice try. No, uh, you know. It's, it's when we say tent cities, it's these big canvas tents. Like when you see them. Carnivals. <laughs> you know, you have one, it's actually like you have one, a mess hall tent. Like yes. A kitchen tent. Yeah. Accommodation tent, shower tent. Yes. You know, like it's, it's pretty impressive to see these things set up. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I've always, always wanted to go like on a elk hunt somewhere in these tent cities. Well, you know, know. tent cities, in my opinion, where they, they, I don't think it's that they get their, their roots from there, but it is something that is very popular is, and completely apart from the the whole subject of hunting or anything like that. But uh, when you go, let's say, uh, I know where you're going with this. Well, you know, uh, mountaineering. Yep. Like gold rush, man. You think of the Dawson gold rush right away. Exactly. And tent cities were literally the way that they would go and and even still now when they go up into you know alpinism yeah and they go up on you know the himalayas or anything like that it, it it's tent cities yep there is one that's the mess hall where everybody's eating yep and, and so on and so forth and and then they have their own little tents all around yeah and i mean you know it i don't believe that it stems primarily from that 10 cities probably existed regardless of it be loggers or it could be miners or explorers explorers or anything of the sort but uh it's still something that exists today from oh yeah all that that past experience that's been happening right and now the way i see it like what we're talking about is if you're choosing if you're planning a hunting or fishing trip yeah these two different types of accommodations are available for you probably in the same regions. Yeah. In most times. Yeah. In like most if you times. Want to, if you want to go to Alaska, yeah. you can do both. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to go to Montana, you can do both. If yeah. you want to go to Wyoming, you can do both. Yeah. If you want to come to New Brunswick, I know there used to be one outfitter that used to do 10 cities. Isn't it uh, like wildlife camping uh, all the way out? Uh, no, he's not that far from here. He's like an hour. He's about two hours away in Plaster Rock. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. He used to run a bear and a deer camp out of 10 cities. Okay. And I mean, uh, this was this was 20 years ago when when we had a buddy of ours that was an old fear down there that ran a lodge. Okay. 
and this other outfitter that ran the tent city was the guy right next door to him like he had a lodge but you would check into the lodge and you'd end up being in the tent city for the week like yeah. it, was, it was just yeah. like a, you'd park your vehicle and then you'd get in their vehicle their shuttle systems and you get there yeah now uh personally i've never been in a i've never been actually put it this way i've never been to both whether it be a, a lodge or a tent city my father runs a lodge yeah and any hunting trip i've ever done was with like buddies mm-hmm. that we ended up like living either in their house in the states or you know that yeah kind like of an stuff. airbnb or something yeah like that. that's yeah. what i mean you know mm-hmm. but uh the the tent city thing is that's my that's my go-to yeah that'd be your oh, go-to oh yeah definitely I definitely want to be able to experience both of them. That's for sure. Except, sorry. Except one day I will make it to a fishing lodge in New Zealand. Oh, yeah? That is my dream. It would be like Kamchatka, Russia, for fish. Oh, oh, you just put doubt in my mind. (laughs) Where you're getting like those massive trout and salmon and everything like that 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 run up there and that are like indigenous to that area. You know what I mean? And, that and might like, happen too. You can get the big brown bear down there too yep. when you're hunting. And oh, yeah. that might man. happen. <laughs> but New Zealand was always. Oh, on the New Zealand, uh, so hands I'm, down. New I'm, Zealand's I'm gonna keeping, be. I'm keeping New Zealand, and when you go there, you'll invite me. And I'll go there too. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll do. Okay. But uh, no, for sure. Uh, like, I, I would say that I would want to be able to at least experience both of them, lodge and yeah, tent city. Uh, in terms of preferences, uh, tent city would be my way to go yeah. too. Uh, I'm not much of a, regardless of where I am, I'm yeah. not much of somebody who looks for extravagance. I'm going to a hunting or fishing lot. I don't need the spa treatment. Yeah. You yeah. Know what exa- I mean? Exactly. That's my personal. I mean, yeah. Uh, you don't need the, the whole five course meals and everything no. like that. And the, the, the guy that comes and serves you your no, meal and everything. No. like A bed, a shower and food. Exactly. I'm there for one purpose and yeah. one purpose only. Yeah. Uh, but I also find that just living through that one purpose only brings you that nostalgia of yeah. just like hunting how it, not I wouldn't say hunting how it should be hunted because everybody has their own interpretation of it yeah but just like in my interpretation it's hunting with the ruggedness of the beauty that I want to see is the beauty that I see when I'm out there and not when I'm inside waiting and to see, be out there like we just said in topic one how you know, ATVs side by sides made everything easier by being able to do the the workhorse part of getting your game out of your your hunting yep. spot and all that. There's nothing that I would love more to go on a horseback elk hunt and have to pack out my quarters of meat. You know, like really. Oh yeah. You know, like. But you can. You don't have to be in New Zealand to do that, though. No, no, I know, yeah. I know, but that is, you know down into the fact and the problem is is when i talk about people i'm like i talk to people about this yeah i'm like man if i get my moose license you know i'd love to go like cross through the woods find one you know harvest it skin it quarter it up pull it out by hand and they're like are you insane yeah (laughs) like you realize what you're saying i'm like yeah man that would be cool you know like the big saddleback backpack and and like Oh, Chuck yeah. that through the woods in a cheesecloth bag with the, the antlers sticking yeah, out yeah, on the back you know? of the bag. Oh I, man, that's oh yeah. But you, when you talk about that to people, and they're like, "Man, are you you crazy?" Well, 
there I would say that a lot of the people that say are you crazy are the type of people that say they want to go in a lodge. Well, not just that. <laughs> no, but they're they're also the ones that would say I would rather like to spot it on an ATV driving down the road. Yeah, exactly. Than actually have to get, you know, whipped in the face by branches just to get to an area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're that kind of person. Yeah. But I'm not saying that they're they're, they're all wrong. That. They're not wrong. They're not wrong. No. Because don't get me wrong. It's probably hard as ever to get (laughs) get them out of there. Hauling a moose quartered up through the woods would be a pain. Well, but you'd remember that hunt for the rest of your life. Yeah, like you're looking at a minimum of like six hundred pounds. Oh yeah, six hundred pounds on your back there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's more than one trip. That's more than one trip, and you don't want anything to happen to it while you're gone. Exactly. And most of the times, you're going to be more than one, so that you don't have to come back so often. Yep. So I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of planning still left in there. Yeah, but, but I would I, feel like I would that, agree with you on that. I like I would rather do that than driving down the road just to spot one. But it feels I feel like to do that, you have to be in a tent city. Yeah, like I feel like if you yeah. go to your guide in a lodge and you say that's what you want to do, they're not going to give you that option. Yeah. So if that's what well, interests you, I, I, and I'm saying this purely on a on a whim here because yeah. I don't know. Maybe some outfitters you're still in the lodge, but you do that type of hunting. Yeah. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. Yeah. But I feel like you wouldn't get that experience out of a lodge compared to an outfitter that runs out of a tent city. Yeah. Well, yeah. the The remoteness is probably a lot different from yeah. one and the other. Exactly. I mean, for there to be high class accommodation. You require still a certain amount of system to be able to exactly to furnish that high class yep. demand. Yeah. So obviously the the location will say has a lot to do with it. Has a lot to do with it. Whereas a tent city can be located really in the middle yep. of nowhere. Yep. And there's like one way out, one way in. That's it. At the end of the week. At the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like they don't expect to have butlers and service uh, exactly. servers and everything exactly. like that to be there, yep. you know? So anyways, that, that to me, that that's why also another reason why I feel like, you know, I agree on you on that point uh, and on, on the other points that you pointed out as well. And, you know, lodges, but I, I wouldn't say that I don't, like I was saying earlier on, I, I wouldn't say that I don't want to experience it though. Me neither. Because... Every once in a while, after. yeah. Every once in a while, you want to be able to say like, "Well, look, you know, well, one, I want to spoil myself on something, eventually." Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same concept. You go out west, same concept. Same concept. So this is the same thing. You just hopefully find somebody that wants to do the same thing as you because yep. you're going to be spending quite a lot of money, anyways. Yep. Um, the other thing too. Well, you know what? You know, you want to get those meals that you'd like to have eventually instead of going out south. You get those type of meals. Yeah. And also, well, a lot of times you'll get somebody who is, you know, very knowledgeable of the whole. Of course. Like they're going to go for top of the line kind of people because they have to offer a top of the line for the amount of price that you're going to pay for it. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, you're you're still going to get, you know, what you pay for. Right. Um, And I just, you know feel like maybe uh, eventually in my lifetime i'd like to experience that type of me the example i want to give there is that you know again i'm lucky enough to have a wife and kids that that like the outdoors and the hunting i can't see them joining me in a tent city no yeah, yeah. you know 
I'm not, and I'm not going like my kids. Maybe when they get older. That's what I'm going to say. Like, let's say my son, once he, and even my daughter, once if they if they want to hunt. Yeah. I'm not saying you know, but you could also like I was looking into the New Zealand thing. I'm going to come back to New Zealand. I've, yeah. I've been looking at this for the last <laughs> like ten years, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was looking at that being as a getaway for myself and my wife saying, I'm going to go fish, which she loves fishing too, which she would probably end up fishing. Yeah. But if she gets up in the morning and she says, I'm not going fishing today. I want to go for a spa day. She could do it. Yeah. I would have, you know, absolutely no problem with that. Ten city a little bit less. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, definitely in that aspect. If you're bringing along, and again, I can say this because my father running his lodge often gets, you know, non-hunters accompanying the hunter. Yeah. You know, they, they charge, they're charged a reduced fee since they're not, you know, they're, they're just there sitting on the deck eating the food, you know, yep. which I mean, yeah, you, ha- you have to charge. There, there has to be a charge there. Yeah. But I mean, there's, there's no work necessarily going into making sure their hunting station is ready and they're. You're not guiding them, really, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, so I when I see that, I'm like, yeah, I could see my my wife enjoying, you know, that type f- of maybe accommodation, fishing in the evening, and then yeah. getting up when she wants in the morning, and you know, having mm-hmm. her own day. So, I, I see where the I see where both of them come in, and again, almost like the ATV. I know I need to do one, but I prefer the other. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. No. True. I guess seen that way, I could agree with that too. Uh, but again, it comes down to circumstantial. Exactly. So, you know, hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, no, definitely. Um, I would say, and something that we may have not have talked a, lo- a lot about for between, well, we haven't touched base on, between lodge reservations and tent city reservations, mm-hmm. price-wise. Well, price wise, in terms of lodge you accommodations, can, I I believe like I'm. I've seen price wise for certain lodges being you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars. Oh yeah, per person. Right, like if you look at just going out west, yep, on a floating cottage mm-hmm. out west in British Columbia, it's seven grand a person mm-hmm. for like four days. I know. Seven grand. And, uh-huh. and and on top of that, oftentimes they'll say that it has to be a minimum of four people. Yeah. So you have to find three other people that want to spend seven grand <laughs> with you. Yep. That's a lot of money. Yep. That is, that is like, to me, that's an obscene amount of money for four days. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. But, I mean, at the same time, like, I'm, I'm going back to this New Zealand thing because... That is like my retirement day yeah. dream. Okay. Oh yeah. You're looking, For many of us. <laughs> oh yeah. You're looking at, you know, and I'm not this isn't even including your flight there. You're looking at sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars for a week's worth of fishing in this lodge. You're flown in once you get you gotta get yourself to New Zealand. So I mean that's not even including your price. But yeah. I've also seen On top of that, I think the their prices are higher. Oh, they're going to be going quite up. a lot. Yeah, more than what we are. Well, I mean, I, I no, I'm talking about the money exchange. It's all in U.S. dollars. Oh, it's all in U.S. Yeah, it's okay. all in U.S. dollars. They simplified the stuff. Okay, well, yeah. that's why it's higher. Yeah, because even they like, you had the British pound. Yeah, 
and if I'm not mistaken, they're in the price range of roughly the British pound. I think so. Uh, we're they're under the same monarchy as us, anyways. Mm. But they're yeah, it's like up there. Oh yeah. In terms of prices, so obviously even when it gets to U.S., we have to double the U.S. practically, but they have to like double what exactly. you know they're they're getting cost over there. So yeah, it's, but see, somebody's making money somewhere. I've seen ten cities like I've always also wanted to do the ten city horseback thing for elk, you know, in in Montana or or, or Wyoming or whatnot. Yeah. And, I mean, you're still looking at ten grand US. Oh yeah. You know what I mean. So, so not you, far from twenty grand Canadian you, here. You're still in a tent city at a high rate price. Yeah, you're looking at about thirteen thousand. You're looking at at least because it's thirty six percent more. Yeah, it's thirty six percent more. Plus, you you didn't fly there yet. You didn't yeah. don't have your airline tickets. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There. That's just for the week of hunting. Yep. Plus your licensing fees. I don't know if the licensing fees are included, but anyway, probably. I'm just talking about reservation wise. Yeah. You can you can go high both ways. Oh yeah. Because you can you can go fish. I'm not gonna say New Zealand because I I don't know. I've only checked this one place, but I I mean you can go fish in in any, in a lot of other places for yeah. less than that per week. Oh yeah. But places similar, but you know. That's how it is. Colorado brown trout. Like my father always said, why go fishing brown trout in New Zealand? You can go to Colorado. Yeah. It's not New Zealand. <laughs> it's not New Zealand. You don't have that same accent there. It, never mind the accent. <laughs> I want to say I fished in New Zealand. Yep. No, I, I like... Yeah, I, so I would anybody, say... No, no, no. Look at this. Anybody out there that's listening from New Zealand... If you want to invite me to go fish, <laughs> invite that us. Would be, yeah, invite okay. us. Invite us. That would be awesome. <laughs> we'll we'll be happy with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, and, and you're always invited here as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we'll have a hard time paying it. <laughs> mm, I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Just so, get me the invite. <laughs> no, for sure. And, and so with that, with that said, I think like right now we're pretty much at the moment where we can say like. Let's go into the product of the day. <laughs> so product of the day, since we spoke about ATVs and side-by-sides, and uh, we're going to go, uh, if you're going to use them for hunting, I mean, one problem that we all have is how to carry our firearm uh, in our side-by-side or ATVs. I'm going to go with the uh, side-by-side version of this because I did have the ATV version before, but now that I do have my side-by-side, I'm going to talk about that. And, I mean, in the side-by-side, you don't have that much room. I mean, they're still compact enough. So what's the best spot in your side-by-side to store something, in my opinion? Overhead. Overhead, man. So we're going to talk about the Colpin overhead gun and bolt rack for uh utvs side by sides i mean this is great it gets it out of your legs out of your steering wheel you know easily accessible uh it's overhead you can carry two uh rifles shotguns or one bolt it is uh i'm gonna believe this i yeah it's u.s price 99 dollars and 99 cents so 100 dollars u.s it fits most um most utvs it grips uh, your firearm that you can you can change the way you have it in there if you want to like depending on how you want to grab it right handed left handed you know whatever optimize it for you. 
It's rubber uh, straps, which are like a quick detach type thing. It's uh, coated with like a foam or, or yeah, like a, a rubberized foam maybe to, you could say to resist scratching, you know, banging up everything. So it's, it's a great, great, great product. Gets everything out of your hands safely above, uh, you know, especially for me with, with kids as well. Uh, I don't want them just like pointing or, or like between the seats that the kids can grab onto anything in the back. Yeah, well, not only that, but it's everything up top. Exactly. It's, everything is up top. But when you have things that are in between the seats and whatnot and stuff like that, I just find that there's like there's too much accessibility there. And also what I don't like is when you get out, you know, in the in the moment. Yeah. It's almost dangerous to have it like pointing at anybody else in the vehicle. Yeah. Depending on yeah. how you're taking, either you're pointing it at you or you're pointing it at somebody else. Yeah. Where it's on top and it's it's crossways, when you grab it, you're pulling it out through the top. It's it's above anybody that's in there. And obviously, first of all, no ammo in your, your yeah, yeah, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Everything has to be safe to start off with. Yeah. You know, but I mean, whether it's unloaded or not, I do not want to have a firearm pointed at me. Yeah, no, absolutely you know? true. So in that in that sense, I find the rooftop carrier ideal. Uh, and if you've never tried it, definitely uh, look into it. I mean, they do have other versions of it for like a full bench seat ADV. They do have the vertical mounts mm-hmm. that you put between the two seats and like the guns next to you. Yep. But a lot of ATVs, I think the Polaris has like a center console. Like they have a, a back, yeah. They have a center console. That's and, it, your shifter is down at the bottom, yeah. Yeah. and the um, the bracket to hold a a firearm on it is is like in the back or on the side. Okay, out exterior. Yeah, but you could put the rooftop mount in there as well. You could. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just straps that hook onto that roll cage that I find is a pain. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. gives you something to strap the rack, the 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 carrying system for your yeah. And especially a bow. Yeah. You know, a bow just doesn't fit where you want it. No, yeah, yeah. That's, You'll uh, find out soon enough. I'll find out soon yeah. enough, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no, uh, definitely a good product. Uh, Colpin is renowned for their gun cases, their gun carrying systems on ATVs, uh, side-by-sides, whatnot. Sweet. Look into them and uh, enjoy your – it makes your side-by-side more enjoyable to hunt with. Yeah, Absolutely. So with that, I'm going to, uh, on this episode again, I'm going to let Matt uh, do the sign out on that one. Jeez, thanks so much. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Eh? Yeah. What, what's happened? I just... It's You're just, tired, aren't you? It's just a trailway, man. Yeah, it's a trailway. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's just a trailway. Just a trailway. <laughs> no, with that, again, uh, hopefully you guys are all doing good uh, in your respective states, provinces, countries, wherever you're listening to us. You know, stay safe, stay inside as much as possible, social distancing, no, I shouldn't say stay inside. Get outside as much as possible yeah. with social distancing. What am I saying exactly. there? What am I saying there? <laughs> We're talking about ATVs. Yeah, get How outside. Use it. <laughs> but be safe, you know, uh, be respectful of others, and uh, hopefully be able to see you all out there soon uh, once this COVID is done. So yeah. Cheers with that. Have a good one. Cheers. cheers.